0: So far, check the, uh, bar, yeah. All right, it's, it's time so for the Ottawa
1: Report the, uh, with Amanda Connolly. So far, Before we get to the, it, Amanda, go, I got to tell you, it's been mayhem in my house. What people don't understand is during the last segment, I lost power because we're having a little bit of a weather issue here. So my house is dark and, of course, my Internet goes down. So there's me scrambling around the house. My border collie, who's already high strung enough, uh, is reading my anxiety level as r- I run to the basement knowing that I've got some sort of battery pack that I can. Uh, plug my rotor router into. I finally uh I can't find it. I'm calling Rob on the phone. It's it's crazy because it's dark in the basement. Right. So I finally find it and I'm plugged in and here I am ready to go. But thank you to Chris. I have no idea what you said, but I'm sure it was brilliant during that last segment. Thanks to Rob for dealing with that. And Amanda, I'm glad we're all hooked up
0: glad to be here. I mean, hey, it, that's this is the work from home life, right? We're all dealing with it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but hey, thank God for battery backup packs. You got to love those. So we are hearing more reports of people turning away from COVID-19 vaccine clinics. It's just hard to believe because we'd all like to get back to normal. And when we learn about uh people getting, a, you know, questioning, should I get Moderna rather, or Moderna if I can wait and get Pfizer, it seems ridiculous. But there's really no difference between them except for branding, right? So how how is this affecting the vaccine rollout?
0: Yeah, I mean this this really is kind of a question right now. I think everybody who's been so excited and so eager to get a vaccine uh, kind of has looked at some of these recent reports about people going to vaccine clinics and being hesitant to get the Moderna vaccine. They want the Pfizer one, and kind of going, um, you know, what, what what is going on here? Uh, what what we're kind of getting a sense of is that there there is kind of a branding. Uh, a branding factor in this. People obviously know uh, the brand Pfizer. It's a huge, uh, huge, huge brand here. And and, uh, Prime Minister Justin Justin Trudeau this week called them the work, the workhorse of Canada's vaccine rollout. And he's certainly not wrong. They have been the most consistent um, supplier so far really for the country. And so a lot of Canadians who are getting vaccinated right now are getting Pfizer. On the other side of that, though, of course, you look at kind of where, where we need to go to be able to have the summer that we're all, you know, fingers crossed, hoping to see. And, and that means everyone um, has to get their shot if they can, right? And and so um, certainly we, we've seen some uh, progress, it seems, with Moderna. We got a little bit more clarity this week on some of the delivery timelines for them. Two million more doses coming in before the middle of June. Uh, and, and we're really watching right now to see whether Moderna can hit that uh, second quarter target that they they have for the end of June. So still still some some uh, details there to be worked out. But it certainly seems like the government is getting some more clarity on um, extra doses here coming into the country. And hopefully everyone who who has the chance to go and get get a shot will be able to do so.
1: You know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how elated I was when I got my vaccine. You've since been vaccinated, so you're two weeks in. So congratulations on your newfound antibodies. Hard at work to try and protect you, Amanda. But you. Uh, weren't going to disclose what vaccine you got originally but you'd like to give a shout out to Moderna
0: yeah and I say not not even so much you know here uh, a shout out I think uh, when I had first posted kind of about which vaccine I I, um, or about getting the vaccine pardon me I I had kind of thought about this and been like you know I'm not going to mention on any of my social channels which one I got because we're seeing so much of this team Pfizer team Moderna as if they're pitting each other against each other or one is better than the other Um, that's obviously not the case they are both highly effective any vaccine you can get here is is highly effective and better than having no vaccine but uh, because we are seeing uh, some of these questions around Moderna I did want to kind of take this chance to say um, I got the Moderna vaccine Uh, members of my family who are essential workers have got the Moderna vaccine as well. I've had a great experience so far, really no uh, no, no, significant side effects. Um, and really, I, I think that it's important to note here, again, even though I've gotten this one, I certainly don't consider myself to be team Moderna. I'm really team um, get whatever shot you can as soon as you can. And that's been my advice to my family, to my friends, to everyone who's, who's able to get one. And this was the first dose that was available for me.
1: I, I want to talk about something that I found absolutely shocking appalling incredible it was the fact that uh ndp leader jugmeet singh had to apologize yesterday that's not the shocking part it's why he was apologizing what he did global news obtained video of him not wearing a mask in a vehicle and hugging a staffer who works for his brother i i just can't even imagine hugging a family member at this point so can you get to the specifics on that story what exactly went down and how damaging could this be for the messaging uh, about public following public health guidelines when we have one of the leaders of, uh, you know, a, a federal party doing something like this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This was certainly, um, I think a lot of people were surprised to see this, and I will say off the bat that uh, Singh has apologized. He has acknowledged that he did not follow the public health rules um, as well as he should have been here. Um, what we know is that this this uh, seems to have taken place while Singh was returning from attending a drive-in um, event in Mississauga. He'd been driving back to uh, his parents' house where he and his brother are living uh, during, the, uh, during the pandemic, like so many Canadians right now. And again, there was this video that, that emerged um, that the Global News obtained of um, seeing exiting the vehicle here, not wearing a mask, hugging uh, an individual who turned out to be a, a staffer for his brother. Um, and that really raised a lot of questions because, of course, he's not the first federal leader that we've seen um, facing questions about whether they are, they're following these public health guidelines properly. We've seen questions put to Trudeau earlier in the year when he was going across the border into Quebec to uh, the residence where his family was living at the time. We've seen questions put to Health Minister Patty Heidi when she was photographed not wearing a mask um, in in an airport. The same thing with former Conservative leader Andrew Scheer uh, in a similar situation. So really we're we're seeing kind of that there there is a, a high expectation here, clearly for federal leaders, because of the um, the the risk here and the messaging that they're sending to Canadians, it's already uh, can be difficult to get Canadians who are so uh, fatigued and exhausted by the length of this pandemic to really stay as vigilant as we all need to do here. And certainly, um, we're we're seeing kind of the the questions being being put to federal leaders who uh, who are also not uh, perhaps let, are letting their guard down or uh, things oh. are slipping up a little bit. And that that certainly seems to be what we saw here.
1: It's appalling to me that he let his, his guard down. i got to be honest, because these are people that should be uh, following the public health guidelines to the letter, to a T. They are the example for the rest of us. You can't ask us to follow rules and then you just willy-nilly let your guard down and say, oops, I forgot. Yeah, and I think that
0: that's really why when these stories do come out, we we tend to see a very strong response from people, and and politically as well, of course, is the, these kind of things do tend to come up um, in in question period on on the hill here in Ottawa. Because again, there's there is that the Canadians are making so many sacrifices right now across the board. There are um, you know so many things that people have not been able to do, and that they're putting on hold right now in order to do what is best for their neighbors, for their family, for the rest of the country. And so when you see politicians who appear to be breaking the rules or not following the rules as closely perhaps as they are urging everyone else to do, that really, people I think have very, very little tolerance right now Mm -hmm. because everyone is so exhausted of trying to do the the best that they can. Um, That that really kind of is the the context here for, for why these things can Um, can be damaging if if they're not um, handled properly off the bat by politicians.
1: So uh, Trudeau weighed in this week on a push by U.S. President Joe Biden for American national security experts and scientists to effectively double down on finding the origins of the pandemic. Um, And what he means by this is find out if they did indeed originate uh, possibly from a lab in Wuhan, China. Can you expand on what Trudeau had to say about Biden's quest?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm going to try and be careful here, kind of in my wording, just to be as precise as possible. So we saw this week um, that U.S. President Joe Biden basically gave a uh, direction to U.S. national intelligence, national security agencies, saying within 90 days, I want clear answers on um, whether we know if this came from An animal to a human in China or from a lab leak what's kind of been been known as the lab leak theory. Um, This really again has been something that we we've seen a lot of caution around from Trudeau and from Canadian politicians, because we know there is a lot of misinformation out there right now it's really uh, we're really seeing kind of a heavy focus on what can we actually prove what facts do we know what do we have evidence to support. And the challenge here um, really has been that, uh, and we heard this from Trudeau this week, that there has not been a lot of evidence really clearly established so far to point to the origins here. Part of that, of course, we heard from the WHO earlier in the year has been because there, there have been challenges getting in to um, survey all of the sites in China to get the full kind of transparency that investigators um, would need to do this kind of analysis and assessment. And so that that's a big challenge going forward. And the fact that we're seeing Um, Biden coming out here and giving um, effectively kind of official standing to some of the the, some of these theories here saying look we're looking at this as a Mm -hmm. potentially credible option here is significant and I think you're going to see a lot of pressure on the Canadian government as well to weigh in on that we saw Trudeau saying he doesn't want to comment until Canadian agencies have had the chance to do a full and complete assessment of the facts here really looking for that kind of evidence based uh, position. But again, this we know that the government, the government's relationship right now with China is not good. It's really, really bad. And so uh, this is something that they they are um, going to be very cautious around in their wording and really trying to um, potentially, I would, I would think, let the U.S. push this further mm-hmm. and be the ones to kind of st- jump out there a little bit more.
1: Amanda, I want to finally ask you about this. Uh, it was about a month ago. As some people might rec- recall Uh, hearing uh, this uh, in the House of Commons, virtual House of Commons.
0: We have seen that the member was in very good shape, but I think that uh, this member should be uh, reminded of what is appropriate and to control his camera. Thank you.
1: I think that was the uh, speaker, the House speaker, that was commenting on... Uh, William Amos he is a liberal MP he was caught naked on camera doing he was pulling um the well the pullings the wrong way to put it but uh, he was uh, basically taking a page out of a, a this is us episode where Randall is going out for a run and uh changes uh in front of the camera so he finds himself naked in front of the camera now we hear that once again he's messed up during a virtual uh, session he ended up going to the washroom and uh, I guess they could still hear him urinating during the meeting. What is going on? and what is Ottawa saying about this?
0: Yeah, so I'll be honest here. I, I think a lot of us have a lot more questions than answers at this point about what exactly happened here. This is a very odd situation. Um, the The details of this really we don't have a lot of a lot of clarity on. What we know is that um, yesterday evening, will Amos put out a statement on Twitter saying that he had been there had been an incident he had been um urinating on camera during a uh on a private feed of house of commons proceedings um earlier earlier in the day and so because of that he's stepping aside from his role as the parliamentary secretary he's seeking um assistance in Uh, what keeping his pants up yeah we again (laughs) we we don't know what this means and this this is difficult here to talk about this is, is it's, you look at it happening, you know, once, and there were very, I think, um, serious questions around consent. The first time this happened, there was a photo that was shared publicly, right? It had not been visible publicly. That was a very separate situation than what we're seeing right now, where he has preemptively come out to address this publicly and is now stepping back from some of the roles and the responsibilities that have been given to him. And we really don't know what's going on here. We don't know what why he was doing this where like what the details were Mm -hmm. there was like again it's just a it's a very very odd situation and we're certainly watching to see um if Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is going to be asked about this today when he speaks with reporters because I I gotta tell you I've been covering politics now for up coming up on coming up on a decade pretty soon and it's I cannot think of a situation like this that that is this This just strange and unusual that we don't have answers to.
1: Okay, see, once when you're caught in front of the camera, you're probably never going to do something like that again. But twice, that seems like a pattern. And it might be just a coincidence, but somebody clearly doesn't know where their mute button is and can't hold it.
0: That's the thing, I mean, I think everyone, I know for, you know, for, for myself, for so many folks, we, we've seen these kind of horror stories over the course of the pandemic of work from home, the cameras are left on, and, and, and I think by now everyone is very, in a sense, hyper vigilant yeah. to make sure that your camera is always off, that you're always, you know, wearing your, your clothes and things like that, especially if you're in a work meeting. um, And that's kind of part of what what we we saw, this just kind of shock coming out last night um, on social media from people going, what, what is going on here? Like once might've been an accident, but two, the second time you're really wondering what is going on.
1: Amanda, I want to thank you for your time. Have yourself a fantastic weekend and congratulations on getting yourself vaccinated. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.